This is Blue Zoo Reptile with Exoterra. Here's your host, Frank Reese. Welcome to Blue Zoo Reptile with Exoterra. Appreciate everybody joining us wherever you may be. As you know by now, our shows are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast.com, also Blue Zoo Networks.com, and Blue Zoo Reptile. So a whole bunch of different ways to listen to the shows. Today's guest, always great to have her on. She makes the show so much smarter when she shows up. She is Dr. Lori Hess. Dr. Lori, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for taking some time. I really appreciate it. Sure. I'd love to be here. Dr. Lori is the founder and owner of the Veterinary Center for Birds and Exotics. I can go through her whole whole bio, but we would be here all day. All you got to know is she probably knows more about animals than any of us. That's why I wanted to get her on. She has a new book coming out, or it's already out, by DeCapo Press. It's Unlikely Companions. I do want to ask you, though, because it's Unlikely Companions, and then it's The Adventures of an Exotic Animal Doctor, or what... Friends, feathered, furred, and scaled have taught me about life and love. Could you have made that any longer? Uh, well, <laughs> part of it has to do with the publishing company and what they want to call it. <laughs> so we'll just call it Unlikely Companion to make it really simple. <laughs> you know, you are internationally renowned expert in avian and exotic pet medical care, um, and you're out of New York. It's, it seems interesting because... Is New York a great place because of it's so dense and it's so populated that people maybe in smaller smaller homes or apartments have birds and pets like that? I think you're definitely on something. I do think exotic pets work out um, as terrific pets in many circumstances in small places. There are lots of people in New York, and I've worked in New York City, and I now uh, own this animal hospital in the suburbs outside New York City, but there are lots of exotic pets here, and I, you know whether or not they're here for a reason, I'm not sure, but they're definitely here, and they all need medical care. So, uh, so what I have was, a hospital. What was your... What was the onus behind your first book, Unlikely Companions? Well, um, for years, I've had these wonderful experiences. I've been an exotic animal vet for 23 years, and I've had these incredible relationships with people and their pets. And I know people think that veterinarians choose the career of veterinary medicine to avoid people, but that's not true. Um, Half the fun of my job is getting to know the owners of these animals, developing great relationships not just with the pets, but also with their owners. And over the years, I had all these great stories that, you know, I would share with my family and my friends, great cocktail party conversation. And someone suggested to me at one point that I actually write a book because other people would love these stories. So many years later, I have this wonderful book sharing just a snippet of the stories that I've experienced over the past 20 years. And that is how Unlikely Companions was born. I mean, this is how cool your day is. You could have anything from a pot-bellied pig to a guinea pig to a bird to a fish to a reptile come in. I'd say that keeps you on your toes. It certainly does. That's the fun of being an exotic animal vet. We never know what's walking in the door. And when we think it might be a slow day, it it doesn't end up that way. By the end of the day, we've seen 10 different species, done surgery a couple times, taken a million x-rays, who knows what. Um, it's, It's never boring here. You know, obviously, Unlikely Companions makes a great title. You have to wear a lot of different hats because of all that, just the examples I just gave, and that's probably just not even, you know, a tip of the iceberg. Um, You have to pretty much be versed in just about everything animal-wise, don't you? 
That's true. So, yes, veterinarians are surgeons, they're dermatologists, they're ophthalmologists, they're cardiologists, they're everything. And the fun part of my practice, as opposed to just working with cats and dogs, which is challenging enough, is that, you know, the inside of a reptile is very different from the inside of a hedgehog, which is very different from the inside of a sugar glider. And I have to know about the anatomy and all the diseases that all these different species get. So Unlikely Companions, for me, uh, is a way to sort of share my experience have people walk in my shoes as an exotic animal veterinarian and see all the challenges that I face on any given day. What I found interesting as well is that not only are you dealing with the animals, but you're also dealing usually the animal you know, is the best friend of whoever's bringing it in. So you've got to almost be a psychiatrist, psychologist all at the same time, don't you? Absolutely. There's a lot of psychology that goes into my business. There are a lot of very, very special relationships, uh, as you can see, like I described them in the book, that where people form these bonds with these animals. I mean, some of these animals live 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You can imagine having a pet in your life for that long. These animals mean a lot to these people, and when they face serious illness, sometimes death, it can be devastating to people. Um, so I, I am involved very much with not only the medical care of the animals, but also the human-animal bond and the relationships that these people make with their pets. And then, frankly, I make with them because many of them I've been treating for, you know, 20 years, and it's hard when they get sick and we have to make some, you know, life-threatening, life-determining decisions about their care. You must also have some interesting stories of animals that have lived so long past their original owner that maybe these animals have been bequeathed to family or friends, and you kind of almost have to take a second generation of that pet, don't you, owner? Absolutely. I, I've seen some birds and some turtles and tortoises. I can remember um, I had, uh, I still have a client. She's wonderful. She was facing some serious illness herself, an older woman, and she had had this bird for 30 years. Um, she came to me a couple years ago and she said, I really know that, you know, I have some serious cardiac issues and I'm going to um, have to put this bird in my will, but I don't really have anyone to leave this bird with. Would you please promise me that if I pass away, you'll take the bird or at least find a home for this bird? And of course I had to tell her yes. I mean, I've been caring for this bird forever. Um, I've had patients come in, I'm not going to say how old I am, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty old, um, but I've had patients come in older than me, and, and it's amazing to be treating, uh, this was a cockatoo parrot, who was almost 20 years older than I was, and to think that this bird was around even before I was born, and here I was responsible for its care, it's a pretty amazing experience as a veterinarian to have that kind of relationship. Look, I, I've met uh, Dr. Hess down in Florida. She looks like she's barely out of college, so don't even listen to her about that. <laughs> The book, the book is Unlikely Companions. Lori's website is Lori Hess DVM. That's L-A-U-R-I-E Hess DVM.com. We'll put that up on our site as well. You know, it's interesting, Lori, because you, you have a lot of stuff in the book, you know, the struggles with your career, you know, f working with type 1 diabetes, which is always, you know, in itself a job, um, plus what the kids and everything. I, you, the book is cool because you've juggled quite a few things. I mean, not only is it a great book, you've accomplished a lot. And, uh, you know, obviously you should be rec uh, commended for that. Thank you. Well, it is challenging. I mean, I think the book certainly will appeal to pet owners of any kind because I certainly have so many crazy, silly, heartwarming, funny stories in there. 
Um, sometimes they're unbelievable stories, but it's also about being a busy working mom and juggling. So if you want to see what it's like to be a crazy busy mom working in a crazy busy uh, environment of an animal hospital, but yes, the disease that I am, I'm challenged with every week, I type 1 diabetes, the book will chronicle all of that. And I think um, overall it's a really happy story, but um, I don't really know how to live life any other way except on some sort of crazy busy level. And I've gotten kind of used to it. So that's who, that's who I am. When you were when you were younger, um, did you have a favorite pet yourself? Well, it's interesting. I grew up in New York City in the on the eighth story of a high rise building on the east side, um, and I had I still have parents and a brother who are as crazy about animals as I am, and we had every kind of imaginable pet in this couple bedroom apartment on the upper east side. So we had yes, dogs and cats, but we had birds. Uh, we had guinea pigs. We had uh, my father, who was a, a really high-power attorney in New York City, um, had two 150-gallon fish tanks in our apartment, one salt water and one fresh water, that contained everything from eels to stingrays to little tiny sharks. And those were his sort of therapy pets um, to help him relax. So my family was a huge part of my wanting to become a veterinarian, and they've always been supportive of my working with animals. So, uh, you know, again, I've always had animals in my life, and I can't imagine not having them. And I have two kids of my own, as you can see from the book, and they're, they're used to having animals, and I can't imagine having kids without animals. So I've always had animals. i, I got to go with you're the, uh, you're the, you're the new age Dr. Doolittle. A lot of people that are younger won't even know what the heck I'm talking about, but I, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the book is Unlikely Companions. It's on. You can also check her out on the websites lauriehessdvm.com. Lori, as far as your practice in itself, are you ever pulled into expanding or wanting you to people maybe to put it in different locations and almost not franchise it but you know put your name to it have you been asked to do that at all all the time because okay. my hospital is very very different we only treat birds and exotic pets um generally these animals are sort of add-ons to cats and cat and dog practices and one of the reasons i opened the veterinary center for birds and exotics my hospital is because i wanted um people with these pets to have a special place just for them uh, where they would feel like they're the center of attention. The equipment is, is all for exotic animals, designed specifically for these species. All the people who work here are specifically trained in exotic pets. And um, there are not many hospitals like this. So when I, have, when I meet people who are far away from my animal hospital, they ask me, when are you going to open in such and such city? So um, I, I encourage exotic pet owners all over the country to seek out specialized care for their pets. Most of them don't even know that they're supposed to go to the vet. But um, it is important for preventative medical care for your exotics. I uh, I was wearing my shirt, my blue zoo shirt, one day somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but some uh, woman came up to me and said, "Hey, I listened to your show." I'm like, "Thanks." She said, "Can you find me a flying squirrel?" That's I've never been asked that before. By the way, <laughs> are those really hmm. pets? Are they pets? Flying squirrels in general are not pets per se. I think a lot of people confuse flying squirrels with sugar gliders. So sugar gliders look like flying squirrels. They're very similar. But sugar gliders are actually marsupials in the kangaroo family. Um, and they are very popular pets. And, and uh, from my book, you can see that there is actually quite an interesting mystery about the death of a bunch of sugar gliders. And it has a happy ending. Um, but the mystery of the, of the sugar glider illness is in my book, and it's a major theme. So if you want to learn more about sugar gliders and what they're like, uh, it's definitely in the book. 
See, we didn't even practice that, and I just kind of gave you a perfect segue. Didn't I? <laughs> well, they look a lot like flying squirrels, and I actually have to say, I've seen one true flying squirrel in my practice. Someone caught one in their attic once. But most of the time, flying squirrels are wild animals. They're not pets to be kept in your home. Sure, glad is for a different story. Well, now to add to Dr. Lori Hess's long bio, she is a publisher. The book is Unlikely Companions. You can get it now through Capo Press. Just go on the website. You can check out our website as well. It'll link to all that stuff. Dr. Lori, I really appreciate it. All the best with the success and uh, love to have you on again down the road. I would love to be on. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. That is Dr. Lori Hess from the Veterinary Center for Birds and Exotics. She's awesome. Man, she knows pretty much every animal known to man. Great lady. Back in a minute, Blue Zoo Reptile. Exoterra reptile products make your reptiles feel at home. Exoterra understands that specific species need specific environments. That's why we produce a variety of offerings for desert, tropical, and aquatic species of reptiles and amphibians to flourish. In fact, we have traveled the globe to research and understand these very needs. From the mountains of Uganda to the island of Madagascar to the jungles of Honduras, Exoterra products are researched in the wild. Visit www.exo-terra.com to learn more about our products and our research expeditions. I want to thank Dr. Lori Hess for coming on Blue Zoo Reptile with Exoterra. The book is called Unlikely Companions. She's great, and she knows her stuff. Check it out. It's through DA Capo Press, the Capo Press. Until next time. This is Blue Zoo Reptile. See you.